This episode of the Cinema Vention Podcast is brought to you by Rotting Wonk, RozJ001, Jack Wolf, and Wearmall 3. If you want to become one of the names listed, go support the show today at patreon.com slash wscottis1. Hi, I'm W. Scott is one, and I have not seen the movie Thor Ragnarok. Uh-oh, we found another movie Willie hasn't seen. This calls for an intervention. A Cinemavention. Where'd you get those goobers? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cinemavention Podcast, where we review and discuss classic movies that I should have seen long ago. Today, we'll be discussing the movie Thor Ragnarok, which my guest has seen before. Joining us again from the Ritual Misery Podcast, please welcome back Kent Valor to the show. Kent, welcome back, man. Uh, So good to have you back, man. Uh, It's been so long, man. Uh, (laughs) These are great. I'm, I'm glad you had me back. Uh, I I always sign up for the movies that are my my favorites, and um, and you always bring me back for them, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Absolutely, man. And uh, yeah, this is you were telling me before we started recording. Like this is like your one of your top five movies of all time for you, right? Like this is high up there for you. Oh, it's man. That's really hard to put it in a in a list. Like, is it top five? Is or yeah, top fair 10 or, or you know but it's way up there it is definitely way up there um it's it's one of the it, it's definitely one of my favorite mcu movies it's actually probably my favorite mcu movie um if we just base it on how many times i've seen the movie uh then then yeah it's it's my go-to mcu interesting yeah so i'm so we'll have lots to say about it i'm sure so uh so let's go ahead oh, yeah. and Get right into the stats for this movie. So Thor Ragnarok is available for rent or purchase on DVD and Blu-ray and physical stores and on all major internet distributors and is available to stream on Disney+. Plus. Shock, I know. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok was released by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures on November 3rd, 2017. And uh, this is interesting, too, because uh, 2017, I started Game Night in 2017 and so it's like this movie came out then. It's like, I didn't know, you know, <laughs> the movie was directed by Taika Waititi and stars Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston, Kate Blanchett, Idris Elba, Jeff Goldblum and Tessa Thompson, just to name a few. There are lots more uh, actors that I didn't even mention. Uh, the IMDb is full of them. Uh, the movie had a budget of one hundred and eighty million and made eight hundred and fifty five million dollars in the theaters not bad uh kent uh i assume you probably saw this movie in theaters right opening night yes i figured yeah yeah and so yeah (laughs) opening night and um and you and you're 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 the you've been following the mcu like ever since it started right oh yeah for sure i yeah i saw uh iron man in the theater and i've seen if not all of them, I've seen damn near all of them in the theater. Like mm-hmm. I, yes, I've definitely been following this since the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 I will say, and I and I and I'll probably have mentioned this on our uh, other um, on the other Marvel movies that we're covering because we've already covered Winter Soldier and Civil War at this point. And I have the same uh, gripe as always when it comes to the MCU. And I hope this is something that Marvel can hopefully fix moving forward 
But the fact that I have to see like so many movies before I have to before I can see Guardians three, like I don't like that personally (laughs) as like a first time watcher. Like that is such a big task and it's only getting harder the more movies they release, you know? Yeah. Well, movies, TV shows, uh, all sorts of stuff. Uh, It I don't know that it's required. I mean, you could go into this movie cold and still enjoy it, I believe. Uh, are you going to get all the context? Are you going to get all the jokes? No, of course not. But there's also there's Easter eggs and things in there for people that read the comics as well. Uh, a lot of the stories, like the uh, the Battle World stuff, and uh, uh, like just there, there's so much from the comics that's thrown into this movies is like background references and and in jokes and little Easter eggs and things that like, I like as big a fan as I am, like I don't even get them all. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's, it's one of those things like it, it's how much do you want to invest into this franchise? If, if you're all in, then you're all in. If you just kind of w- want to be a casual, then screw it. Be casual. Yeah. And maybe you won't like a certain movie as much as the, the super fan because he gets all the context and you missed it, you know? Yeah. So. Well, and, um, yeah. And Thor Ragnarok, I think, yeah, to its credit, I think Thor Ragnarok for the most part, there's a few references that are talking about previous movies by and large though, for my, for my recollection, I'm, it's a pretty standalone movie, I guess, except for the fact that, um, if you haven't seen the previous Thor movies, maybe then there might be some context you're missing because of that. Yeah, as well. well, and then there's like, well, even just the, the whole idea of, of Hulk, like if, if yeah, you don't true. know who Hulk is, like if this is your first experience with the MCU and for, you know, somehow, you know, you've never read a Marvel comic or aren't familiar with the old, uh, you know, seventies TV show about the incredible Hulk. <laughs> like, yeah. And Hulk shows up, like there's a, a lot of, it's obviously a very exciting moment of the movie, but if you, if you've got no history with that character, then it's just going to be like a flat tire. To be fair, like, though, oh. even if you haven't seen anything, which honestly, like given again, it's the same problem as um, Star Wars, right? Like if you if you've been in society long enough, you'll know at least tangentially what the Hulk is, what you know, what his powers sure. are and all of that. That's fair. Right? Yep. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I don't even think you have to have seen a previous in fact, I would say you absolutely don't need to see any of the previous Hulk movies to enjoy right. this one. As long as you have right. a very basic understanding of Hulk, you won't miss hardly that's, that much. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there's like jokes in there, like especially when he's when he's Banner. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he, there's there's jokes about Tony Stark and stuff like that. Right. Which if yeah. you're a noob, mm-hmm. if you're a noob, like, yeah, it'll go right over your head. But. Oh well, like it doesn't impact the story. It's just a little extra stuff. Yeah, for the for you know for the real. Yeah, ones. <laughs> I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, and 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 yeah, and I will say yeah. yeah to Marvel's credit for this particular movie, yeah, that is very true. If you do go into this one and this is your first like movie you're seeing, yeah, there's not a whole lot you're missing really because yeah, they don't really reference yeah. a whole lot of other movies in this one. But I think the only other movie that really does this to perfection well like in the the later like phase two and later um i I think the only movie that does it better probably is guardians of the galaxy one yes yeah absolutely for guardians of the galaxy volume one i will say two because um a lot because 
there was someone that I was talking to that kind of uh 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 what's the word uh made me feel bad for watching Black Panther before I watched uh Civil War. And after watching uh. Civil War, I get why they said that. However, I don't regret watching Black Panther before Winter Soldier, sure. honestly. No, that's that's fair. I mean, there is context to the character. Like, you're kind of expected, the audience is kind of expected to already know who Black Panther is when you start right. the movie Black Panther. Um, but once you get past that, like, assumption, yeah, yeah but you even don't need then, to have anything. But even before. then, in the first Black Panther movie, and I talked about this with um, with Owen, um, the the first Black Panther movie, like they explained like the beginning of like they explain the origins very well. Like there's like that one scene that's referencing Winter Soldier, and that's literally it. That's it. Um, everything else is completely original. Um, to, you know, as far as like not referencing anything sure. else in the Marvel yeah. universe. So that's yeah. fair. Well, yeah, because like the the because the original introduction to the Black Panther character, you don't know really anything about him it's just he's this guy that he's from a country called wakanda and right. i guess he's got some kind of powers yeah and that's and all that's you really, about really need like, to you know don't... really yeah mm-hmm. yeah but anyway we're getting we're getting we're getting sidetracked here back yeah, to, uh... that's a different movie yeah different yeah movie. we're getting sidetracked back to <laughs> thor here so i will say this because um you the listener the viewer might be saying to yourself right now why is willie starting with the third thor movie rather than Thor or Thor the Dark World. Hmm. And and to preface this um um preface this assumption you might have, which is a fair assumption I will say. I have seen at least watched a recap of each of those two movies. I have not watched those two movies in full. However, um uh, based on you and others guidance, uh I was basically given the clear to as long as you see at least a recap of the first two movies, that's all you really need to in order in order to get like yeah the, the main premise yeah yeah well i mean there's there's the purists like me that's like you know start from start from iron man and just watch everything that's come out right mm-hmm. um but but if you're just trying to kind of get a like an overall an overview right of the mcu like catch the highlights uh yeah you can skip thor and, and thor too um, especially like to provide context for this. And like, I know you're building to um, guardians uh, volume three uh, and fit. Well, right. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately. Right. But, but, but everything's kind of building to um, infinity war and in game. True. Right. True. And, and to get all of the context so that you fully understand what's happening and who these characters are and what's, you know, what the situation is. Uh, there's certain, certain things that you kind of need to know going into that. And yeah. And especially if you uh, saw the mid credit scene of, of Ragnarok, you definitely recognize right away that, Oh, this is infinity war. Like this is setting up literally for infinity. Yeah, war. absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and, and also too, like you were saying too, that um, the dark world, like Thor, the dark world, you were telling me um, that it was by no means bad. But but you were saying it's kind of one of the weaker Marvel <laughs> films, kind of in your opinion. Yo, absolutely. I and I think that's a popular opinion. There's like Got Iron it. Man three, Thor: The Dark World, uh, like a couple others in there that that like kind of universally like yeah, I'd skip those. Yeah. Um, now again, if you're a purist, if you're a completionist, like yeah, definitely watch them. There's sure. there's valid stuff in there. 
um, I think the way I described it to you before, like a few weeks ago, I said that, uh, you know, I, I think all of the Marvel movies are good. Right. But if you've got 30 plus movies, like something's got to be the least good. Yeah, and I'm pretty exactly. sure Thor the Dark World is the least good. Yeah, no, and, and to be fair, yeah, that is not a knock on Dark World. It's just that not not all movies can be box office record breakers. You know, that's yeah, fine. Not, not all movies can be Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, no, and yeah, no, and that's that's fine, you know. And um, but yeah, no, and and and, I, and I'm not really much of a, a a purist in the sense of like I I only want to watch these movies for the context of other movies. So that I can watch Guardians three and know what what the hell's going on, right? Like that's why I'm watching right. these movies yeah. in particular. And honestly, it's um, and and honestly, here's the thing: like w- w- we obviously can't cover every MCU movie on this show. It's just not possible. Like, I mean, you. I mean, I mean you, you, could, could. you could, you could, but but then, <laughs> but honestly, it's better off if you just have an entire like you could do an entire podcast just talking about Marvel stuff, right? Like, oh, and they exist. There's absolutely, they exist. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. And so, yeah. So, w- our objective is not to watch every MCU movie. Our objective is to watch the more important ones, and I think That's this right. would qualify as a more important one for sure. At um, least in my opinion, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but I will say that because I've only seen a summary of these two movies, uh, Kent, you'll have to help me out here on some of the details that I may have missed on this because I I guarantee you there is some stuff that I have missed. Sure. But from what I can sure. gather from the first two movies is that Thor is basically bestowed this hammer by Odin. Loki is jealous. He um he tr- he just tries to destroy the Earth to get it for himself. And both Thor and Loki are able to go between realms via the Bifrost. Um, and one other thing that happens in the last movie, spoilers if you haven't seen Thor The Dark World. Spoiler spoiler warning here. But Thor and Loki's mom dies in the, in, in the Dark World. And um, and to add insult to injury, um, Odin dies in Ragnarok too. And, um, and, and also mm. the fact that Loki... Di- we you you assume dies in dark world but as we find out <laughs> not exactly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but am i getting the gist of it right pretty much yeah 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 it's it's a little more complex than that sure he's a very complex character it's not just about the hammer uh i mean it, it really i think it really boils down to the love of his father sure um <laughs> like the odin's love well and you and you learn too that like odin's not his biological father He's a he's a frost giant by birth. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean there's a whole complexity to it. It's um it it's the love of, of his father, it's the jealousy for the not just the hammer, but also that Thor was the favored son. He mm-hmm. was deemed to be the prince of the realm, the you know, the the um you know the heir apparent to Odin's throne. Right, um, right. Throughout their childhood, Loki and Thor were were um like pitted against each other a lot yeah like, uh in in contests um sometimes just sport but sometimes like literally like odin would pit the boys against each other to see who would be the better fill in the blank mm, yeah and thor was just you know the natural you know gifted <laughs> kind of a messed up relationship when you put it that way <laughs> sure, sure. And, and this is kind of an mcu theme too because you remember in guardians you had thanos putting gamora and um nebula nebula thank you yeah, yeah i was blanking yeah. there for a second yeah gamora and nebula against each other in a similar fashion 
yeah, so there's a lot of that. It's a very complex issues, but yeah, I mean, you got the gist of it, right? There's a jealousy of uh, of Thor with Loki, so yeah, uh, yeah. And so with that in mind, we begin with Ragnarok, and when we begin this story, my first thought was, wait, are we in hell? <laughs> because that's what it looked oh, right. like to me. Uh, but sure. he's been captured by this fire demon, which I found out after the fact. His name is Surtur. Um, but it doesn't. Yeah. But it doesn't yep. last long because, of course, the his um, Thor's hammer is able to easily break him out of the chains that he's in. Um, but we find out from the fire demon that Odin is no longer on Asgard, um, and that the planet uh, and, and Asgard, of course, as we all know, is the planet that Thor is from. And that Asgard will be destroyed by a Ragnarok. And they actually mention this right at the top, what the Ragnarok term means. Like, basically, Mm. it just means, like, it's a... Basically, it's just going to... means that the the whole uh, planet is getting destroyed, essentially, is what's happening here. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like... uh, It's it's very similar... So, so obviously, the the whole Thor story is based on Norse mythology, right? Ragnarok is... Uh, similar to the way that the, like in the Christian Bible, mm-hmm. the way that the earth is going to be destroyed is is through fire, right? So God right. destroyed the earth once with water. The second time is going to be destroyed by fire. Ragnarok is very similar. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Thor's Thor's world is going to be destroyed by fire, and that's that's pretty much what's being predicted and and set up. Yeah, well, and 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 the concept of Ragnarok is interesting too because the majority of this film is spent on wanting to stop it. Like, how can we stop this? Like, how can we save our planet? Right. Basically. Yeah. But then when we get to the end, they slowly realize that, Oh, this is the only way to destroy our main antagonist, Hela. And, um, and we come and we Mm -hmm. find out that, um, um, that Hela is actually Odin's first child and is much stronger than Thor is. Um, so much so that she breaks his hammer with very, with very much like with ease. Right. And, yeah, yeah. and it's almost like she's like, she feels like she's entitled to the throne because she's the firstborn. Right. And, yeah, and she sure. probably feels yeah. like betrayed by Odin as well. In fact, I know she feels betrayed by Odin. Um, yeah. And, um, and it's, and it's an interesting thing because like, it just so happens that the entire planet of Asgard, you could call it collateral damage, I guess, in order to accomplish the main goal, which is to um, destroy Hela by evacuating the entire planet and letting it get destroyed. So I thought that was an interesting way to tell the story like that is that, you know, throughout this entire movie, we're trying to stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. And then towards the end, it was like, oh, this is the only way we can stop it is by literally making it happen. Right. Yeah. Well, it's kind of the. the I, some people could see it as cheesy or whatever, but the the line at the end where they said that uh, Asgard isn't a place; it's it's a people. Yeah. You know, and they they achieve the objective of of saving Asgard by saving the people. I will admit that you line know? was a little cheesy. I'm not gonna lie. But... Yeah. Sure. Sure. Because <laughs> it's it's the same as like with with church, right? Like yeah, like yeah. Church isn't a place. It's the it's the congregation. Right. The people, right. You know. Mm-hmm. But it's the same concept. Same idea. Yeah, and yeah. and here's what I'll say about that too is that I, if I had seen the first two movies in total, I feel like you know Asgard being destroyed would have had more of an impact for me. 
But for me, it was like, like we, we'd only been on this island like a handful of times throughout the movie. And so I didn't really have as much of an attachment to Asgard, if that makes sense, just from watching this movie. Yeah. And so personally, I think for me, like when Asgard was getting destroyed, I was like, okay, sure. I don't care. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I, that's curious because, uh, I didn't really feel that strongly when Asgard was destroyed. Oh, interesting. And I, you know, and I've, I've been there since the beginning. So, hmm. Mm, it was fine because I was never really attached to the place, to the location. It was all about the characters. Yeah. Right? So Thor, Thor and Loki survive. Uh, you know, the characters that I care about are still around. And, and presumably really the entire about- town as well. Like all the people in Asgard made it anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, at least a, yeah, a large number of them were. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, um, I, I will say, leave it to Loki to accidentally send Hela straight to Asgard in the Bifrost. God damn it, Loki. Like, that's all I could think about when that happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he's the god of mischief. So he's he's going to, yeah, he's going to fuck everything up. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, and, and going back to that scene, before we see Odin die, Thor and Loki uh, go uh, go and meet with Doctor Strange um, to figure out where mm. Odin is. Um. And I and I love how when Thor is on Earth, his hammer is disguised as an umbrella, which <laughs> he goes to summon the hammer and it just <laughs> is breaking everything in Doctor Strange's <laughs> lair, which I thought yeah. was so it was so funny. I it, I love that so much. Uh, you know, and uh, and, uh, yeah. and also the yeah. fact like Loki is falling and it's like he's like, oh, what about my brother? Oh, yeah, right. And he <laughs> he falls on the floor. He's like. I've been falling for 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The whole time that Thor was meeting with, with Dr. Strange. Yeah. Loki's just falling literally the entire time. Yeah. The entire time. Yeah. And, um, and also the fact that like, uh, it was like it, it, Thor's drink of choice, of course, is a beer, but of course he drinks so much that it's like, it's an entire beer Stein <laughs> like that. Like he's drinking out of the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's because it's magic, it's magic beer. So that the Stein refills, refills every itself. time you empty right. it, it just refills itself. I would love to have that. Oh like, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. That's you can a- have all the, you can keep all of your interdimensional powers and like that, you know, the power to summon demons and the power to like send Loki through this eternally falling hole or whatever. All I want is the automatic, fill my stein with beer power yeah that's it of course you're you're, of course you're a drunk you would of course you would want that (laughs) (laughs) no but uh but also the fact that like you know thor's talking about you could have just sent me an email like to dr strange and and dr strange knows he doesn't have a computer so he's like dude you're not gonna be able to get the email anyway what are you talking about (laughs) yeah but, you could have sent me an electronic letter. It's called an email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But then he admits he doesn't have a computer. Like, what do you mean? What the- oh, my God. <laughs> but, but this leads me very well into my next point. Because and I want to get your opinion on this. Because Thor Ragnarok, in a lot of ways, reminds me of the Guardians-esque humor. It very much yes. reminded me of that humor. And that, and that was one of the reasons why I really enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy is because of the way James Gunn was able to mix humor 
but also a really good serious yep. story in one movie. Yep. Right. And yep. this movie felt yeah. exactly like that just in the Thor universe. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, Taika Waititi and uh, James Gunn had the same uh, mentality, I guess, going into these movies. Cause a lot of like, filmmakers want to be like overly serious. In fact, like the whole comic book movie genre has suffered from that over like historically because people want to go in and make a, a serious film. But it's about comic book characters with superhero or you know superpowers. Like the, the, you you have to walk a very fine line to make it a fun, good movie and also tell a serious story. Right. You can't do that without injecting humor. And James Gunn and Taika Waititi both understood that mm-hmm. if you want to tell a you know a good movie with 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 this level of silliness like you kind of have to because having these weird crazy powers is kind of silly if you think about it yeah right like it doesn't make sense in a logical like real world type of situation sure and and if you can kind of poke fun at yourself and like kind of put the movie up to a mirror right and you kind of Mm-hmm. like add like add to the silliness you know what i mean like i yeah. think mm-hmm. i think that was the magic i think that's the magic of those two franchises absolutely the, yes or or at least at least the the taika waititi thor well you know what i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna comment on the the newer movie uh we're not talking about that we're just gonna talk about thor yeah. ragnarok well, and, and, well, and James Gunn's Guardians movies. Yeah, because, well, and, and yeah, well, because they, they share it, the same DNA. And apparently that was because well, from what I understood, like, because I because I uh, spoiler alert, I listened to the uh, spoiler in time episode where Tom and Brian talked about this movie um, yeah. like all the way back when it first came out. And that was something that they pointed out was the fact that the comedy esque style of this Thor movie was kind of different from the previous two Thor movies. And I can't oh, comment sure. on that because I haven't seen the other two. But yeah. would you agree with that? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like there was already a little bit of comedy. Sure. In the Thor franchise. So like, like Thor is kind of introduced as this like fish out of water character. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks very like, uh, like old, um, it's like I don't want to say old English because that actually means a thing. Um, it's like an older way of talking. <laughs> right. He doesn't understand Earth customs, um, and so there's a lot of there's a lot of comedy built around that aspect, right? And then yeah, so they kind of built on that, but also like Thor spent a lot of time on Earth at this point, or Midgard as he calls it, right? Yeah, he yeah. spent a lot of time on Earth at this point, and he kind of knows their customs, but he still. But he's still Thor, you know, and yeah. he's, you know, he likes to have fun. He likes to kick ass and he likes to have adventures and uh, like you can still play with that in a fun way uh, with without making him just, you know, re- without recycling the same jokes. Right. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you can't mm-hmm. tell the same, you know, that he doesn't understand how a toilet works. You can't tell that joke in, in three movies. Like it only works once, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because then you understand mm-hmm. the toilet, and then it's you know, yeah. Whatever. So you got to come up with new stuff. And and, and, and going back yeah. to what you said earlier about you know every um a lot of filmmakers want to make serious films, and it's like there's absolutely a market for that. Like we're not, I don't think we're trying to say that like every movie should be as funny as these movies, but but it absolutely, oh, uh, but it absolutely helps in a comic book story, like you said. Yeah. 
and um mm-hmm. and yeah no and 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 that and that's why i enjoyed it so much and um you know it just to just to go over my uh well so so here's here's what i'll say is that so we see that thor returns to asgard in the very beginning and we also see them doing a play recreation of basically <laughs> what happens in yes. thor the dark world with with loki but we don't know it's loki at the at that time watching the performance yeah. and making all kinds of quips during it disguised as odin right yes and yeah. i loved it yeah i did too and to be fair i already kind of knew loki was a sneaky guy from watching the avengers of course right because yeah. he's of course he's the the villain in the the avengers right but it was interesting this time around to see loki I would call him more as not even like I wouldn't ca- I certainly wouldn't call him a hero by any means, but he's sort of like mm. but he's not an antagonist either, in, especially in mm. this Thor movie. Right. I can't speak for the other yeah, two Thor yeah. movies, but he's sort of like the anti hero of this movie rather than the villain role that he played in the Avengers, which I thought was an interesting way to take that character. Right. Yeah. And um and Wermel in the chat even uh, uses the term anti-villain. And I think that might be accurate. Yeah. Uh, because he's a, he's a villain archetype. Like he, he's like, as a character, he's a villain. Yeah. But he's not being a villain in this movie. Like he's doing some things that are like bad guy things. Sure. But he's doing it for the greater good. Yeah. question mark <laughs> yeah know, like no i can because, see that yeah like because he is you know he is the god of mischief he is like the sneaky character that's got his own motives and he's never forthcoming with them um you never know right you don't know why he's doing something but it seems to be like for the most part in this movie the things that he's doing turns out to be for the betterment of other characters and you know, like for Thor's benefit and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anti, I really like that term anti villain. Yeah. I guess more so um, than anti hero. Yeah. Because, uh, cause he, cause he's not really the hero really because, uh, cause Thor is absolutely the hero. And, and if, and if anything, Loki is just doing stuff that is actively slowing down Thor. Like, cause here's the thing. If, if Loki hadn't, um, put, um, wow, I'm forgetting her name already. Um, uh, uh what's Valkyrie? Her? No, uh the other one. Uh Firstborn. Oh, Hella. Hella, yeah. If, if if Loki hadn't brought Hella into the Bifrost in the first place, then <laughs> then literally we don't have a conflict at all, right? So like you know what I'm saying? So like he's not yeah, yeah. yeah but he's not the main villain by any means. Hella is absolutely the villain in this story, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. And it's also interesting the fact that um, that it's like this. This is a weird. I mean, we said it already, but this is a weird infighting between families and stuff. Like this is the weirdest family ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, but speaking of the Avengers, uh, we we mentioned it briefly uh, when Thor and the Hulk fight in the ring, and you and you see that the Hulk is the one that is being propped up by this sort of like dystopian society. I guess you could call it. Um, I didn't. I didn't even know what the name of it was. I had to look it up, but it's called a uh, Sakar. I don't know if they mentioned that at all. If Sakaar, they did, yeah. If Sakaar. they did mention oh, it, yeah, I yeah. missed the, it. But yeah, yeah, the 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 name Sakar is said 
several times throughout the movie. Oh, okay. I must have missed um, it then. Okay. Well, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. But, uh, I've, I've seen the movie dozens and dozens of times. So of course I remember hearing it. <laughs> right. Yeah. But of course this dystopian society, it's run by Jeff Goldblum, which we'll talk about him in a second. But at one point during this fight in the, like this cage match fight, uh, the Hulk does his famous smash move on Thor where he just does the bang, bang, bang. If you're watching the video, you know what I'm, referring to uh yeah but yeah. but if you watch the avengers you know that it's the very exact same move that hulk did on loki uh in avengers and i love how loki in the vip booth just shouts ha that's what it feels like and that's one of those subtle references that if you watch yeah. the avengers you would know why that's so funny yep <laughs> yep yeah and even and even just before that he was uncomfortable like when hulk first showed up he was like, oh, shit, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. Cause <laughs> yeah, because he knows from the Avengers, yeah. like, yeah, he's not one to mess with. Yeah. 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 Great. Great scene. Yep. Absolutely. And of course, you know, Jeff Goldblum. I mean, I can't not talk about Jeff Goldblum because like we keep talking about with every movie Jeff Goldblum is involved mm-hmm. in. Jeff Goldblum is exactly Jeff Goldblum in this movie. And honestly, I don't care what his character's name is. I, I know it's he's technically his character is the Grandmaster. I don't care. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum is yeah. Jeff Goldblum playing himself in this movie. Like yeah. he's just he he's just Jeff Goldblum is is in a funny costume playing himself, which is honestly what every role Jeff Goldblum plays is. But I love it. It's so good. Oh yeah. No, he's he's wonderful in this movie. If you haven't seen them, there's a series of shorts out there where Grandmaster is uh, like on Earth uh, trying to live with a roommate. Have Have you seen this? No. Do you, do you know about this? Have you seen this? No, I have um, no idea. I've never heard of this. Yeah, so we'll have to we'll have to provide some links. You got to go watch them. There's a there's a series of shorts. It starts out as Thor. Uh, being on earth with a with a human roommate uh, and they're trying to like live in an apartment together and then and then later grandmaster moves in and it's grandmaster living with this guy and like all of the crazy things that happens it's it is hilarious they're in they're short like you can watch the entire series in probably 20 or 30 minutes okay uh, but it is it is fantastic you got to see them Right on. Yeah, no, I'll have to check that out. Absolutely. Um, I also love that uh, the director, Taika, Taika Waititi, makes a cameo appearance in this movie. And I, I, he, I guess his name is Korg, but I just called him Pile of Rocks guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he's basically just a pile of rocks. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He had some yeah, great lines he, in the movie, too. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a circle, but not a regular circle. It's a freaky circle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course, you can't forget the Stan Lee cameo as the barber. Although, yeah, I will say that is it's still not clear to me why Thor's glorious hair needed to be cut for that. I, it, it must be that that's like a tradition, I guess. Because because Chris Hemsworth looks more badass with the, the shorter hair. With the shorter hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and Hemsworth didn't have to wear a wig after that scene so yeah that's, no, that's what i that's reason. what i was that's what i was thinking <laughs> it was is just some like just some excuse to yeah cut his hair 
because they wanted yeah. to or whatever. Like, yeah, no, there's yeah. because there, there doesn't seem to be any story reason as to why they do it other than that. Yeah. It's funny. They, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stan Lee. That's why. That's why. that's all. <laughs> yeah. Matters. Yeah. But, uh, but, well, but Thor is rightfully protective of his hair throughout this too, which is, you know, uh, which is interesting yeah. too. So, um, yeah, but, uh, but I also love that, uh, uh, Bruce Banner, Valkyrie, and Thor calling themselves the Revengers. <laughs> that was great. I absolutely love that. Um, but uh, but but there's just so much more stuff in here that's just like so great. You've got Thor spinning around on the chain, telling the Fire Demon to like you know like stop his story. It's like I, I'm I can't hear you. I'm making another ring around the chain. Or um, oh yeah, or yeah. the or Scr- the Scrudge character. Scrudge character was just so like. He's such a fucking idiot, but it's so funny because, like, it makes it oh, so funny. Oh, about, you're um, about Scourge? Yeah, Scourge. Scourge? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But he, yeah, he's like slacking on the job tr- from saving Thor in the first place because he's showing off his gun collection from Texas to try and impress some girls. Yeah. <laughs> which from, was great. Texas. Yeah. Yeah. You got the, you, yep. you, you've also got the Bifrost bringing back the monster's head and spewing its goo all over the place. Um, You've got the Willy mm-hmm. Wonka shout out when they start singing Pure Imagination when he's on that like roller coaster oh, yeah. thing. Like that is absolutely That's actually awesome. Yeah. So that scene right there is the first time they actually say the the name Sakar because the one of the voices is like, Welcome to Sakar. Oh, I, I completely missed yeah. that then. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, you've also got, uh, I mentioned Bruce Banner, but you've got the Hulk literally butt ass naked in a hot tub, by the way. And they at one point we get to see some Hulk ass cheeks <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you noticed that, yeah. but uh, but that was great. Oh yeah, everybody noticed that. You yeah, and, uh, and, Hulk's ass. No. Yeah, not to mention the fact that they get into like an insult contest, Hulk and Thor. Like you know, I, yeah. I, I and I could go on and on and on, but like that was it was so, that's what was so great about this movie to me is that. Like I keep calling it Guardian humor because I don't know how else to describe it other than that. But um, yeah. but just all of these moments put together, like it just made it such an enjoyable movie. And I I almost didn't really care about the story at at a, at a certain point just because it was right. so funny, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, the humor is really what brings me back to this movie over and over and over again mm-hmm. uh, because it's just it's so tightly written. It is just it is good. It's, it is comedy. It, it not just pure slapstick or, or stupid comedy. Like it's earned jokes. And it's, you know, like I was saying with the, you know, people that have watched all of the things that came before you're rewarded for that because there's jokes upon jokes upon jokes that are funnier. If you, if you understand the reference that they're making to some previous thing, like you were saying with Loki, uh, uh, when when Hulk beat up Thor and he was like, ah, that's how that feels, you know, mm-hmm. like you wouldn't know that if you hadn't seen Avengers, right? Mm-hmm. And there's just a ton more of those moments that are like, ah, that's so much funnier because I understand what they're talking about. You know, it's, it's, oh yeah, it's just, it's great that the comedy is top notch. It's yes. the best that there's been in the MCU. And that's, and I'll say that even um, even in light of the Guardians movies, I think interesting because I I, I do comedy. I do slightly prefer Guardians, uh, but 
but yeah, yeah but it's very close that. because because Guardians, yeah, Guardians is right behind Ragnarok in my book. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. yeah, no, and 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 I and I did enjoy that one. I'm curious to find out. Um, it, it, and I I hate to put you on the spot here, but do we know who directed uh, Love and Thunder? Um, yeah, it was also Taika Waititi. Oh, it was also Taika Waititi. Okay, yep. interesting. Yep. Because um, because I yeah. I have been told that uh, for Guardians three purposes, I'm going to be watching the first 20 minutes of that film. Because uh, I, I yes. from what I've been told, yep. there's a Guardians uh, tie-in at that point, right? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And yes. so you will see the Guardians in roughly the first 20 minutes of that movie, and then you can just do a recap video on YouTube for the rest <laughs> of it. Yeah, well, I, I think I'll end up watching it later anyway in full. But um, but for the purposes of getting to Guardians for now, I'm, I'm I'll yeah. probably do that. But but um. But yeah, I'm curious because I have to imagine them bringing Taika Waititi is an intentional choice because of how well Ragnarok did. I have to imagine because because yeah. I because yeah. I would imagine not having seen Love and Thunder, but knowing that Taika Waititi directed it, I'm like, oh, this is going to be just as good, if not better than Ragnarok then. <laughs> hmm. Well, I'll save my opinions about that movie. Oh no, is it not? Oh no. <laughs> well, all right. Oh well. <laughs> well, remember what I said. There are no bad MCU movies. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but that being anyway, yeah. That's a different podcast. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Um <clears throat> one thing that one other thing that I noticed in this uh Thor movie, and I don't know if you noticed this too. All of the women are badasses in this film. I don't know what it is about this particular oh, yeah. film, but like all the women are absolutely incredible in this. And I'm not entirely certain yeah. why this movie in particular, but whatever, man. Like it's it's great that uh that they're just kicking ass in this movie and it's Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I think it's a Yeah, I think that's one of the things that the MCU has tried to do is, is make strong women characters. Um, this, this movie in particular definitely highlights uh, some, some women characters as, as being badasses. Um, but there's also like, like you were talking about black, black Panther earlier. There's mm-hmm. some badasses, badass female characters in black Panther. Oh yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, black widow is a very, very strong female character. Absolutely. Um, there's yeah there's that's kind of an mcu staple and uh this movie definitely uh, highlights a couple of particular badasses right because because you have hella of course you know because yeah, she's destroying all those asgardian warriors like it's nothing but like i mentioned earlier yeah, she's she's hella, hey, hold, on, hold on oh yeah she's hella strong <laughs> okay all right <laughs> that's my one dad joke but uh but valkyrie also as well like you know like when when uh when thor first uh lands in like the sort of like trash heap or whatever and he's getting attacked by all these uh i don't even remember what i, I don't it wasn't people it was like some sort of creature wasn't it or no it was people wasn't it yeah it was like yes yeah, these scavenger like rogue yeah. uh like pirate pirate like characters yeah but yeah. but she like she like she like arrives and is just like bam 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 like with her gut it was just yeah it was great um yeah but uh but you mentioned black widow just a moment ago um but we we do see a brief cameo of black widow um in the uh in the helicarrier i guess it is 
Um, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. because uh, she is able to like tell the like to calm the Hulk down and to stop being angry and return to uh, Bruce Banner. And um, yeah. And, and what we learned from this movie, by the way, is that Bruce apparently has been stuck as the Hulk for two years at this point. Like, he has yeah. not been able to transition back into Bruce Banner. Um, yep. And it's and it's weird a little bit, too, because it's never really explained in this film how Hulk even got to this dystopian town in the first place. Like, it's more mm. just like he just shows up and he's like the main guy in this in this world all of a sudden, you know, and um, he, he, he got ingested by the, the butthole, the giant butthole in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Devil's anus. I think they called it. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Oh, uh, speaking of uh, uh, Bruce Banner, that reminded me of another scene where, <laughs> where he's about to tell uh, Valkyrie. It's like, you wanted to know what my secret was here. It is. And he jumps out of the ship <laughs> and he's thinking he's going to switch to Hulk. But then he just falls flat on the bridge. <laughs> As, yeah, yeah. Like hadn't switched over yet. It was, yeah, that was great too. I, that was funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was hilarious, but I want to go more briefly into, uh, into Valkyrie because she was a very interesting character in this movie because we learned that she, that she is in fact an Asgardian, but, and we're, and we're trying to figure out like why she's like so hesitant to return to Asgard because um and we find out that basically she was a part of a group of warriors who helped destroy Hela originally in the beginning um when Odin basically banished her for you know doing the all these bad acts right and I found it a little weird story-wise that her coping mechanism was basically just to forget about um, Asgard and just completely be like disillusioned with Odin and Asgard and flee to the mm-hmm. to seemingly this random planet um, to take on a new position. I, I thought that, I don't know. I, for some reason, I just thought that story arc was a little weird personally. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, y- you gotta have a reason for the character to be there. Sure. So, I mean, why not? I don't. I don't I, think I, I, I didn't have any. Then, then let me put it this way. Then I. I don't think that was as strong of a character development. I think personally, but I. I do. I did sure. like her character I mean, for sure. But yeah, and well, and uh, she. She did have a tragic background, and and she yeah. had a tie to Asgard, and you had to have all these elements, you know, kind of together, and you know. Uh, you know, mash them all up into a ball and this is what you get, you know? Um, yeah, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. And it, well, and, and so, and the, and the other thing that kind of confused me about this movie though, is that Thor's powers are interesting to me because it's mm. sort of clarified during the movie that Thor doesn't actually need the hammer to get his superpowers. Mm-hmm. In fact, he was, it, it was almost like he was using it as a crutch almost kind of, and, and the, he, they were mm-hmm. trying to wane him off of it basically. But mm-hmm. I, I thought that it was interesting that he has these sort of like visions of, um, of Odin basically like in his head. And only when he has mm-hmm. those visions is when he's able to get like the, electricity pumping in him in his veins so he can properly fight 
And so that was just yeah, that was just him uh, remembering his father's words and being inspired. Basically, it like it okay. wasn't a. I didn't see it as like a mystical like his father was visiting from the from you know from the afterlife or whatever. I mean, hell, maybe it was. This is a fucking superhero for God's sake. So maybe it was. Yeah. So maybe it was. Maybe it yeah. was. <laughs> but that's not how I saw it. Um, I, I saw it as you know he's he's at his lowest point he's weak he thinks he's gonna die there's no way he can defeat the enemy what does he do and then you know he kind of falls into his uh, little shell and who's there it's the memory of his father and his father telling him that you know he he's he's powerful and and you know and he gets he gets that inspiration or or it's his father visiting him from the afterlife and telling him that um you're not the god of hammers. You're the god of thunder. Yeah. And then cue cue Led Zeppelin music and one of the most <laughs> badass scenes. Oh yeah, I completely forgot about. I completely down. forgot about uh, Led Zeppelin's immigrant song being like the the theme yeah. song of this movie. Dude, yeah. <laughs> I, that's a song that I've grown up love. Like I've always enjoyed that song. I, I love yeah. Led Zeppelin, and I, I, do I love that yeah. song. It's one of my favorite Zeppelin songs. Uh, but. I can no longer hear that song without, without thinking, seeing that scene yeah. in my in my head. Well, of, and they use Thor it twice too. Like they use it at the beginning yeah. and yeah. at the end when they have the big battle scene at yeah. the end too. Yeah, when, it's it's in particular it's the the one at the end when he when he's coming down onto the bridge with the lightning and oh right. my god, <laughs> oh my god, oh yeah. Like, I think I'm gonna end this podcast and go watch that scene. Um, <laughs> It's just, it is so good. Yeah, so man. Good. No, it, yeah, it, it's great. And, um, and yeah, I will, I mean, speaking of our, uh, our final ratings, uh, Ken, I think it's about time we give our final ratings here. Uh, what do you give this? Yeah. What do you give this movie? What rating? Yeah. Uh, one gigantic electric thumbs up. <laughs> An electric thumbs up. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And I am going to give this a thumbs up as well. Like I said, the humor of this film was great. Uh, I loved it. I thought the storytelling was great. Um, I enjoyed this movie a lot. I think if the comedy was not in this film, I would have enjoyed it far less, I think. And so yeah. the comedy yeah. is absolutely crucial for this film. And because of that, I think that it is very much high up there. I will personally put Guardians still above Thor Ragnarok, but like just how you were saying, sure. like Guardians is close to Thor Ragnarok for you. Like it's the same for me. Like Thor Ragnarok, I'd say it's pretty close to Guardians for me. It's yeah. pretty close. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, but I think I just, I think I just prefer the, uh, the Guardians sort of, uh, uh, story arc personally and, and oh and, sure 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 and the, i mean the cast of characters like there's it's definitely a yeah. preferential like yeah and so i'm yeah. I, yeah and and what and it's i'm gonna be sad when this uh when this sort of story uh line of the guardians comes to an end in this upcoming film that's coming out as we're recording this i i just i don't know like because it's like it's the they because they always are giving the caveat it's the end of the guardians as we know them so yeah, sure. I I have to think that there's something that they're there's something that's going to be involved with the Guardians in a future point. I have to imagine because 
Because, like, I don't know, it's just, it's too good of a franchise to just throw away like that. Like, I get that James Gunn is um, leaving, Mar- like, this is his last Marvel yeah, project, and sure. he's moving on to DC stuff, right? But I can't imagine this is the last of the Guardians. I can't imagine that. But I guess no, we'll find I, out. I think we'll definitely see them. We'll see them in other properties, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah no, because 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 uh, I I'll tell you what, if it is truly the end of the Guardians, it's a damn shame because it's a great uh, story arc. And and personally, I still put the Guardians as my favorite MCU uh, movie like franchise. Like like I yeah. I even after seeing Avengers and Avengers uh, and all the other um you know like infinity war and we're about to watch uh end game soon like we're about to watch both infinity war and end game and i still think that guardians is still better than all the other ones sure uh de- yeah in my opinion uh these movies thor ragnarok and the guardians of the galaxy series especially the first one mm-hmm. uh, absolutely they're infinitely rewatchable they're infinitely rewatchable because they're just fun oh yeah you know like like infinity war is or sorry, uh, in game might actually be uh, like from a technical perspective might be the best MCU movie. Um, sure. But it's not nearly as rewatchable as Thor Ragnarok and Guardians of the Galaxy. Like yeah. those are just incredibly fun watches. I can, I can watch them any day of the week. I can watch a scene like they can just be playing in the background and I'll be happy or I can sit down and watch the entire two hour movie. Like I'm just happy. I will say that, though, that on, uh, you know, like, I, I will say though, enjoyable. end game, end games, time, um, timestamp of three hours worries me a little bit, but it is, it, it is Marvel. But so, it. so it's, yeah, but I'll I, tell you this end game is worth it. Like it is like hell. If, okay. if you need a break, if, if three hours is too long, in one sitting, like there's a point in the middle of the movie where it kind of like changes scenes and it kind of slows down, like something major happens. And then there's like a slowdown, mm-hmm. like pause the movie, pause the movie, walk away, take an intermission. <laughs> well, I can't really take do 10. that because of, uh, cause of the watch party aspect of this, of this movie. Nah, just, but, no, fuck you it. Know. It's your, it's your show. <laughs> you can do the watch party. Yeah, with a built-in yeah, but editing, but editing that is a bitch. Let me tell you. <laughs> well, whatever. But, um, um but uh Still, but no i don't I even edit curious. it out don't even edit it out just have the intermission be part of your presentation <laughs> oh boy well i don't know about that one but um but what i will say though is that um yeah no i'm i'm very curious to see what's going to happen because like i said we saw the uh we saw the ending of uh at the end like the mid-credit scene of of this movie ragnarok is basically uh, setting yeah. us up for infinity war and so I'm yeah, very absolutely. curious to see where Infinity War and then Endgame goes because as far as I'm aware with Infinity War things do not end pretty in Infinity War. <laughs> I'll just I'll just yeah. put it that it's, way. Well, um several weeks ago we did Empire Strikes Back and I talked about the uh you know the middle act being kind of the like nadir of the series like you know the the heroes right. are in a bad mm-hmm. place. It's the um kind of the the bad ending sort of thing right right um yeah infinity war is empire strikes back interesting okay yeah no i uh i'm i'm curious to see how that uh how that plays out and uh yeah and and 
Infinity War is our next uh, movie in this uh, lineup here. So uh, so look forward to that. Oh, yeah. But before we can get to Infinity War, we have to wrap up this episode. And Kent, uh, thank you so much for joining me again to talk about this uh, movie. Uh, if the folks want to uh, find out what you're doing, uh, let them know. Let the good people know. Yeah. Uh, right now, I'm just directing people to dcstreamathon.org. Mm-hmm. It's it's the it's the hub. It's the hub for the New Year's Eve streamathon. Like, eh, come on, you guys know about the New Year's Eve streamathon. It's the best thing going. Absolutely, especially on New Year's Eve. Like, you definitely got to check that out. And um, I just want to direct folks there. If you haven't seen the website, it's pretty awesome, and it's it gets better like over time. Like, it's just improving, improving, improving. Um, it is the hub for all things streamathon. Go there, bookmark it, show back up in December. Uh, it's great. DCStreamathon.org. Right on, man. Absolutely. Of course, I do a watch party for each of the movies that we review on this show. If you want to watch the movie with myself and fellow listeners, you can join the conversation in our Discord over at discord.cinemavention.com. But if you can't make it to the party, don't worry because we have that watch party available to exclusively to you patrons who are supporting this show. Thank you so much to everyone who does over at patreon.com slash WScott is one. It is absolutely, I, I can't thank you guys enough. Thank you so much for continuing to power this show and keep it going. Don't forget that I'm live twice a week playing games with the community on my Twitch. You can check that out over at twitch.tv slash WScott is one. If you want to send in your thoughts about the movie we discussed today, the Discord is a great way to do it, but you can also send an email as well. The email address is email at cinemavention.com. And to see all the previous movies we've covered on this show, you can head over to cinemavention.com. And while you're on the website, if you have not subscribed to this podcast, I I, I can't I can't tell you enough how, how much subscribing really helps people find the Cinemavention podcast. Click on that subscribe link and choose your favorite podcatcher of choice. There's also a link to the direct RSS feed. We've made it super easy to uh, to subscribe to the podcast. So so please do that. Um, thank you to Kevin McLeod for the intro and outro music. You can check out his work at Incompetech.com. And as I mentioned, we'll be back next week to continue my Marvel journey um, to get ready for the new Guardians film. Our next film is a big one, folks. Avengers, Avengers Infinity War is our very next movie. And, uh, and this is, this is a great uh, next movie to cover because it perfectly uh, uh, picks up right where Ragnarok left off. So I cannot wait to watch Infinity War. That's going to be a fun time, I am sure. And I hope that you will be here when we talk about that movie. Until then, we'll see you next time. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>